Welcome to Funeral Directors Chat, where funeral professionals discuss industry topics, trends, and news. And now your host, Nancy Bourbon. Hi, I'm Nancy Bourbon, your host for Funeral Directors Chat, a podcast providing funeral professionals with insight to current industry topics, news, and trends. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with John Garrett. He's a business development executive at eBridge Incorporated. And we're going to talk today about best practices in the funeral industry and limiting liability. So this is the first in a series of four, and I'm very happy to welcome John. Welcome, John. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, John, liability is a big issue in the funeral industry uh, lately. Consumers are becoming very litigious, and independent funeral homes cannot afford lawsuits. So since this is your area of expertise, document management, John, can you tell me what some areas that funeral directors and their staff could be leaving themselves open to litigation regarding document management? Sure, absolutely. It's uh, basically all about the paper, uh, how they maintain their files. Uh, are they making sure that those files are policed? In other words, is there someone looking after those files to make sure that uh, they are put back in the proper place? and that folks aren't able to come in there and just take whatever files they want. I mean, all across the board, you have some folks that are very diligent in how they protect their files. You see others who uh, have files in the wrong folders, uh, paperwork out of place. Uh, basically, it, it's just setting up a real potential for trouble. Okay, and you know, we've had some high-profile situations lately where funeral homes were not as secure as they thought they were, and they did leave themselves open to litigation. But here's one area that a lot of funeral homes are leaving themselves open to litigation, and that's cremation statistics. Do you agree? Absolutely. It's a, certainly an area that we're seeing more and more of an issue with. And as cremation starts to increase, especially in areas like California, you're going to see more and more cremation, and you're going to see more and more litigation around cremation, um, especially like in situations where you have natural disasters and there's very poor or shoddy record keeping, and people come back afterwards and they want to locate their, their loved ones, and the people involved in the rescue attempts just don't have accurate information. Absolutely. In most cases, and you, you said it best when you talk about a natural disaster, if those files are just stored in file cabinets, uh, there's no telling what the ultimate condition is going to be. I mean, if you consider what happened in 2012 relative to how poorly the weather was in the United States, I think we had more tornadoes in a short period of time than we've had in, in many, many years. Uh, they found paperwork that in some cases, and I'm uh, citing uh, Mississippi, where they actually found documents that were 70 to 150 miles away from their place of origin. Um, that's not safe. That's not protecting your documents. And frankly, when you consider that a funeral home, a funeral director, they have obviously insurance on their facility. They have insurance covering important uh, property pieces that they have. There's, in, in most cases, there's not a lot of care, not a lot of thought given to what happens if. And that's something that uh, certainly needs to be addressed. And also, if you consider that when you look at a typical funeral home, they have a, lot, a large amount of chemicals on site in the form of formaldehyde, uh, which is obviously very dangerous. And then you also have paper on site. A lot of things can happen, and none of them are really very good. Um, and it's so easy to really keep this from happening. And 
I'll be honest with you. When, when we had the situation happen last year in Alabama, uh, I had a customer of mine who wasn't that damaged per se. I had, a, had a, some minor building damage. Um, but if he had his file cabinets and they were destroyed, uh, he had all his paperwork. He had all his documentation saved electronically. So in the event, let's say, that his building was destroyed, uh, he would be able to simply by having a laptop and an internet connection, he would be able to access all of those documents. They're still there. They're still safe. He's protected from when the family walks in angry that they don't know where their relatives are now, uh, what their plans are for the relatives. So it's certainly uh, something that is should be uh, talked about. Oh, absolutely. And getting back to cremation, I have two people that I spoke to in the cremation industry. One, Steve Stephen Shaw of Matthews Cremation, he stated recently that one of the biggest mistakes that funeral directors take is a failure to maintain accurate records of cremations performed. And, and let me fill you in a little bit more on document management and exactly really what it is and how easy it is to start. Basically, document management is uh, electronic document management is scanning in your documentation uh, into quote unquote the cloud or out on the internet. And in our particular case, when a funeral director scans in his information, uh, it is backed up twice here in Tampa. It's backed up in Atlanta, Georgia. And then every month, the funeral director will, will receive an encrypted CD with the data scanned during that month. The technology is very, very simple. Um, it, it's very easy to use. And the protection that it provides anyone in the industry is, is just amazing, to be honest with you. Seems like it. So, um, John, let's talk about some things that absolutely need to be documented in a funeral home and um, and stored so that the funeral staff, the funeral directors can have easy access. Well, in a word, everything. Uh, if you think about it in a funeral home, uh, the everywhere from the sign-in list they use uh, potentially for, uh, for pre-need uh, opportunities, anything that could either be of uh, value to the family uh, or value to the organization as far as potential sales. You would be surprised how thick some of these files are in the funeral homes that I've seen. Uh, so there's no real right answer as far as what they should keep. What I do see is most funeral directors keep it all. Um, so it's really, uh, it really depends on what they prefer to do, but in most cases, everything's fair game in the industry. Right, and I had I spoke to um, a young funeral director in um, rural Illinois, and there had been a rash of young people snorting or I don't know getting high off formaldehyde. And the only way you can get your hands on formaldehyde usually is through a funeral home. So they went to ten different funeral homes in in like a fifty mile radius, and they interrogated everyone involved with the funeral home. And the one funeral home, the funeral director that I spoke to. He actually kept very, very accurate records, and every time he had cremated a body, every time he had used formaldehyde to embalm, he kept records of everything, every chemical he used, the time it took to when he ordered the embalming fluid, um, just everything. And he actually did store that data on a DVD, so that when they came to their funeral home, there was no doubt. They were completely exonerated because their, their uh, records were impeccable. When it came to the other funeral homes, you know, they 
the law enforcement people had to make quite a few visits to kind of rule them out. And one of them actually was indicted because the funeral home employee was selling formaldehyde. But what, you know, what does that do to the reputation of a funeral home, even if you're not found guilty, to have law enforcement come by so many times and um, interrogate your staff? It causes a lot of tension and it causes a lot of distrust in the community, thinking, well, possibly, you know, this funeral home did was involved in that. A absolutely. I mean, your reputation's everything when you're in the funeral industry. And if you consider in most cases, your territory is anywhere from three to five miles, maybe more, maybe a lot less if you're in a highly populated area. And, and something that people need to realize, if you scan in your documentation, if you scan in those uh, critical files that you have for your business, federal and state government bodies, they recognize a digital copy as acceptable. In fact, many states have mandated that their contractors use this type of technology. So sometimes I'll get the pushback, well, John, uh, I need to keep my paper. It needs to physically be in paper form. And that's just simply an inaccuracy. No, it absolutely is. It's old thinking. Um, now, using, using document management and backing it up um, the way you do and having it encrypted is really a considered a best practice in the funeral industry as we know it today. Without a shadow of a doubt, it is by far considered a best practice um, the folks that are using it, uh, they're able to sleep well at night. And one other added benefit, if you will, is it gives them uh, the ability for a one-call response. Uh, let's say that you're a funeral home and you have three or four physical locations. Uh, a family calls you, uh, but the physical files that you have, or for, for that family rather, are at a location seven miles away. Instead of having just tell the person, I need to call you back in their specific time of need, um, and then find that information, have it possibly driven over, then call the family back, maybe an hour, maybe a day, maybe a weekend passes. With document management, online document management specifically, you're able to answer that family's call the very first time, pull up, access their information in mere seconds, in absolute mere seconds, you can find those files that family needs. So not only, like I said, are we talking liability, which is so important and so critical, you're also talking about how much you're improving your customer service, how much you are uh, meeting your family's expectations. This isn't the early 80s anymore. These aren't the 90s. We are in the generation of I want it now with the technology of the iPhone, the iPad. Folks think that they can get and expect to get their data immediately. This is just another way, an effective way of accomplishing that goal. Right. And when people are grieving, also, they become a little irritable and um, perhaps they don't want to wait for the data. And it may cast a bad reflection on the funeral home that they're not able to provide the data in a timely manner. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's a, that's a huge concern. Okay, John, let's use some real-life examples. I know John McQueen uses document management, and he has several locations, and he's quite pleased with it. I believe he's using your system. Is that right? Yes, he is. Okay, and, and he can have any staff um, go online and, and secure any document uh, when needed, no matter how, how far apart the funeral homes are. Absolutely. In fact, he has all of his staff that touches paperwork as soon as they have their file in hand. Uh, they scan in the documentation right then and there. There's no waiting for a later date to do it. They do it real time. 
and that makes a big difference. It really does, and as soon as they scan in the documentation, it's available for viewing. There's no delay of uh, five minutes, an hour, a week. Once you scan in your documentation, it's available for you to use to uh, be able to send back out to families if you need to. It's instant access and it's protected. Uh, protection's huge. Go back to the liability. Um, I don't. I, I have. I'm the funeral director, and I have some folks that do some selling for me. I don't want them to have access to all of my files. I only want them to be able to access certain types of documents. With our solution. Uh, they can go in. I can say that Bill Smith can only see a pre-need file or an at-need file. I can determine the types of documentation that my staff can see. Uh, so like I said, protecting yourself from Mother Nature, protecting yourself, making sure that folks are only viewing the documents that are important to their job. So it's a need-to-know basis. You know, people have too much access to too much information and it's not easily controlled. And I know John McQueen runs a real tight ship and he's on the cutting edge. And I know he also implemented this system, not to put words in his mouth, to reduce costs because funeral homes are expensive to run. And if you have, you know, rooms full of filing cabinets, that has to add to your bottom line, doesn't it? It really, it really does. Um, one of the things that he wanted to do when he found our solution was free up some space. Um, and by being able to get rid of the file cabinets, he freed up enough space for revenue-enhancing services uh, such as video tributes, uh, custom engraving. Uh, so now he's taken that space that was just in use for file cabinets, and he's actually made it a profit center for himself. Um, so without a shadow of a doubt, he's, he's a good example of a great client of ours. Very nice. It must be very expensive to keep old-fashioned file cabinets, not just the overhead of like, you know, housing them, but, you know, getting, going, retrieving a document, um, possibly misplacing it. Do you have any statistics on what it costs to actually house a filing cabinet over the course of about a year? I, I do, actually. Uh, according to the International Records Management Trust, just one five-drawer file cabinet cost $880 to maintain per year. That's just per year. One inch of paper of documents cost $11 per year. And actually, 3% of all documents are misfiled, even with a squeaky clean record management system. Now, 3% may not seem like a lot, but if it's a document that's critical in that file and it's gone missing, you are now in, in a really bad libel way. Um, in addition, a one-page document costs $20 to retrieve just for one page. Wow. And a misfiled document takes about $120 worth of staff time and resources. So by the time that you've had everyone go hunt and peck, look, go the file cabinet to file cabinet, back to their desk, searching the lands over, uh, you have to consider that at the end of the day. How much are you spending trying to find these lost documents? With a solution like ours, once you scan it into eBridge, it cannot be lost. We have been able to find every document that we've ever had, and we have millions. Wow, that's pretty impressive. I mean, when you look at just the cost savings and not even the real estate, but you just look at the, the cost savings to your staff, and your reputation, um, it, it's pretty significant. 
Now, what is the alternative to um, online document management? Well, really, there are two different ways of doing it. Uh, one is obviously continuing to do the file cabinet method. Um, I will issue a word of warning out there to funeral directors who also have uh, cemeteries. Uh, as you know, cemeteries must keep their documentation forever. Uh, some recent studies that have been done, one of which we conducted, uh, proved that at a certain point in time, the paper that you have in those file cabinets, the ink no longer stands on the paper. In other words, the image will decrease, lose its effectiveness, and at a point, you're going to have blank paper. Now, that's obviously going to vary based on the condition that you keep your file cabinets in, if they're uh, temperature controlled, what part of the country you're in. If you're near the salt water, seawater, you're going to lose uh, quality a lot quicker. Uh, I've got a customer of mine uh, near here to the water in, in, uh, in, in it's called Curlew Hills. Um, he has significant damage to his cemetery documents from the 70s. Um, so that's really concerning for folks that are going to continue on the file cabinet method. The other way of doing it is for folks that back the information up to their hard drive. In other words, they back it up to their computer or a server they have on site. Don't get me wrong. That's certainly better than just sticking it in a file cabinet. But if we talk, and we started this conversation out by addressing liability. When you talk about liability, uh, you have a single point of failure with a computer. Many of you, at least I know that I have, I've had to reload iTunes several times because my hard drive crashed. It's no different on the business end. With most servers and computers, it's not a matter of if it's going to fail, it's a matter of when. And folks say, well, I've, I, I back up my information. You also have to test your backups. Just because you hit backup doesn't mean that it actually worked. So once again, you got to reduce your liability. Yes, it certainly is better to have it backed up to something, but make sure that it absolutely works. You're far better off backing it up off-site because you have not alleviated yourself from the responsibility and risk that if you, let's say you're in, uh, you're in Florida and you have a Category 5 storm come to town, uh, if, that, if that computer equipment gets wet and ruined, that information is gone potentially. Right, and also, I mean, considering backup, software has a, has a great deal to do with it. I know I always back up, but sometimes when you back up, it's a proprietary um, basic system that you're backing up onto a hard drive. And when you go to retrieve data, there's no search methodology. There's no naming convention. And if I'm looking for an email where maybe the header was funeral service convention, the headers are going to be drastically changed after backup. So I'm not going to be able to really search unless I go through every email. And that in itself is quite tedious. It really is. And that's what you really call the um, means of last resort. Uh, you certainly should consider a better option like uh, document management, uh, like a solution like ours, because not only is all your information going to be safe and secure, it's easy to find, it's easy to categorize, it's certainly easy to retrieve. Every user that you have will have a secure login ID, secure passcode, and will only be able to access the information that, is, that you want them to be able to see. Mm -hmm. In addition, there's a very lengthy uh, trail, audit trail, if you will, so that you'll be able to know as the funeral director or the owner, you'll be able to go in there and see. 
Uh, did Nancy go in and access those files like she said she was going to do? And when did she do it? So it gives you a more of a management tool as well. It's very, very robust. And like I said, the technology isn't new. We've been doing it for over 11 years. Uh, we're big with government. Uh, we're very large in the insurance business side of things. We're HIPAA compliant, Sarbanes-Oxley, everything that you would consider to be a potential issue for us, we've covered that. Right. And, you know, um, here's another subject I'd like to bring up, if you don't mind. A lot, especially in the state of California um, and in New York City, where real estate is just so prohibitively expensive, a lot of funeral directors are having to give up their actual physical building. So they're doing what we call trade work. They're actually contracting with another funeral home to use their prep room, to use their visitation room, possibly to use a church as, as a chapel, going to the family home to do client arrangements. Those are all records that need to be kept. Where are those records being kept? Are they being kept in the quote-unquote home office of the funeral director? And what kind of liability are they incurring? Uh, God forbid they have a fire or something should happen to the documents that they're keeping. It's not even in a business setting anymore. So it would seem that that, that growing group of people that are outsourcing and, and combining services to the family, those services need to be documented and they need to be put on in a document management system such as yours so that wherever they are, they can uh, access those records. You're absolutely right. I, in fact, I can't think of a bigger liability than uh, keeping those uh, documents in your place of residence. The only other place they might be storing them could be one of those off-site storage sheds or something like that. But, you know, you're right. You really have a high liability um, and you're putting yourself at risk. Those, those documents, uh, while you're in business and, and doing it in that manner, you're trying to do it as affordably as you possibly can, and that should be commended. Uh, you're also putting yourself at liability and risk. And, and, and yeah, I'm not a lawyer, but I would say potentially even one lawsuit might just bring you down to nothing. So those documents, that's your lifeblood. That's your trail. It needs to be protected. Right. And I've learned a lot from speaking to you prior to this in um, keeping accurate uh, document management and keeping it organized. And organization is such a big thing, too. We didn't, we didn't really talk about it, but you know, it makes life so much easier and it makes everybody else's life in your funeral home so much better if you're organized. You set the tone. You are actually setting the, an example for the people you're mentoring, your apprentices, your interns, that, you know, things should be organized and they should be in, in a manner that's easily accessible. Without, a, without any doubt, it's going to make your operation uh, not only more professional, it's going to make it go far more smoothly. Uh, the left hand's going to know what the right hand is doing. Um, and you're going to look far more professional, like I said, in front of the customer and your potential client. I mean, for example, uh, <clears throat> I used a funeral home twice in the course of this past year. And, and the two services were only four months apart. But when I asked for the prior records, they could not find them. They said, we'll have to send them to you. Well, I got the records 10 days after the second funeral. So they, they weren't very helpful, and it didn't offer any value whatsoever. And it also kind of leaves you feeling like, how organized are these people? They can't even find their records from four months ago. That's, that's very, very, very concerning. And also something that we haven't talked about yet, but something that's also concerning are for the funeral directors out there that 
um, or how can I say this uh, and, and be, um, be, be kind. They like to control everything. They have, they have their hand on the pulse of absolutely everything, but also nothing leaves their hand. Um, I think we've seen um, a few cases where, um, you know, unfortunately the funeral director had passed. Uh, the funeral director knew everything about everything and knew where everything was. Um, and then it left the funeral home in, in, in major disarray. No one knew what the filing system looked like. No one knew what his methodology was when it came to filing documents. Uh, it was just a big, big mess. So it's also important, even for the small funeral homes, to make sure that you've got somebody else that you're sharing this information with so you don't have a big disaster on your hands. Oh, that's a great point, John. And, you know, it's especially important for independent uh, funeral homes to, um, to be as, as professional as the quote-unquote chain funeral homes. If I were to move to this document management system, what am I incurring in startup costs? What am I incurring in maintenance costs? That's a great question, and that's one I field probably 15 times a day. Uh, it's it's minimal on all fronts. Uh, it's minimal. Before I get into cost, let's talk about, well, what kind of equipment am I going to need? Because we're web-based, we at eBridge, we manage and maintain all of the equipment. You don't need any servers at your location. You don't need any technicians to come install anything. All you're going to need are two things, a computer, or laptop, or in a scanner of some type. Uh, we're compatible with most scanners, whether it's a standalone scanner or a scanner that's built in with a multifunction device. We're not real, real picky. Um, and that, that's really it from the, that is actually it from the equipment side. As far as startup costs go, we're generally uh, about $250 for your setup of your virtual filing cabinet and your training. Um, and then our services are uh, start at $150 per month. I, I have about 90% of my death care clients on that $150 a month uh, range. We do not charge for the ongoing storage of your documents. We have some customers we have 4 and 5 million documents with, and they still pay the $150 per month. Um, and that gets you 10,000 pages of scanning per month. Aside from that, there's a short, small fee of $295 for something called an eBridge print driver, which will allow you to print documents directly from your computer into eBridge, into your eBridge cabinet. We're a green company. Uh, we try not to make you create more paper than you need to. So really, you're looking at a $250 setup fee. Uh, in most cases, about $150 per month. And then two ninety five for the eBridge print driver, and you're off and, and you're off and running. Uh, setup time typically takes about five days. Um, education typically takes about say about a month before you're totally comfortable with the scanning and retrieving. Um, it, it's a very very simple process. I have folks in the industry that say, well, you know, my staff they're not very technologically savvy. It doesn't really matter. It's very, very easy to do. It can be done in just a few simple steps. Um, and I, I do demos you know, all day long, so I'd be more than happy to, at a point, help out any folks that are interested in looking at it a little bit farther. So from what I'm gathering here, it's about $550 in setup, initial setup fees, and $150 a month. That's correct. All right. That's not even an hour of, of, an, of an attorney's time. 
Yeah, and, and, and to be honest with you, we're cheaper annually than the cost of a brand new four uh, drawer file cabinet that's fire resistant from Staples. Okay, okay. So we're, we're cheaper than that. It's really like buying insurance. It, it, it really is. It's just, it's, it's, an, it's insurance that you can not only manage your liability, but the flip side and the, and the, and the prettier side of it is it's going to make your business run more effectively, mm -hmm. far more effectively. How many times do you get up in a given day and go pull files? That goes away. With this type of technology, all you do is you log into your computer, go to our website, access your cabinet, and within seconds, you're pulling all your files that you need. It's a, it's a perfect solution. Right. And if, you know, a lot of funeral homes, they're looking to get involved in demort situations or, you know, they'd like to have a couple of, uh, you know, large, high profile funeral services. How do they compete? You can't compete if you don't have security on premises. Okay. And, and the obvious security is security cameras, well-bonded security staff, all those things. But if, even if you have all those things in place and you're not securing your documents, it's going to leave a lot of doubt in the mind of the consumer whether they can trust this funeral home with their valuable data. Without any shadow of a doubt, I mean, everyone knows about the issue that happened, happened uh, quite a while at Arlington National Cemetery. And you know, I don't want people to get the perception, well, that's just the government. That doesn't happen in, in real world funeral directors and funeral homes or in cemeteries. It does. It happens. It, it, it's scary how often this type of activity activity happens where you've got everything in place. You've got protections. Uh, you're protected if your building blows away, but yet you've got a file of paper there that in some cases includes uh, social security numbers, perhaps credit card information, and it's sitting out there open on a desk or it gets misfiled or uh, something falls on the floor and someone just throws it away. All those are documents that you've been tasked with protecting and keeping. And if you're just, you know, if you don't have your eye on the ball, you can easily find yourself in a pretty hefty lawsuit. Unfortunately, it happens all the time, as we talked about. Right. And I mean, you know, if people do, did protect their data the way they say they protect their data, then the coroner reports for, you know, celebrities like Marilyn Monroe and other people wouldn't be out there, you know, in the mass media for anybody to get a hold of because somebody actually saw some profit incentive in and grabbing these documents and uh, exposing them to the public. If everything is electronic, then, um, you know, the chain of command is kind of like evident. Like if the it's only the funeral director has access to those records, only the coroner has access to those records, then you pretty much know where the leak came from. You know, um, you know for lack of a better word, who to point the finger at. Without a doubt, it, that's that's a perfect way of putting it. You you know you are. Um, how can I say this best? You're the traffic cop. You you have, you're able to go in and pull up a file for a family and look at all the documents associated with the file by date, and you can look at the audit trail and see who did what with the document and when they did it. Um, it's it's a perfect way of, like I said, protecting your documentation, reducing your liability and making sure that your employees are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So it works well, right. very, very well. Right, and even in, in very common pedantic situations, like, you know, I come into the funeral home and I say, you know, burying my dad, I'd like the same Batesville casket or Aurora casket um, that I had for my mom. Um, I don't know what, I, and then I can hear from the funeral director, I don't know what we used. Well, why don't you know? Do you have records? 
oh, they're in the archives, they're off premises, we can't get a hold of them. Then, then you know, basically he just lost the sale. I might have purchased a, a really high-end uh, Batesville casket, but he doesn't even remember or he doesn't have access to the records to tell me what casket I purchased or what urn I purchased. And I want, you know, companion pieces, a companion urn. He just lost the sale. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, I see that happening quite, quite often where either the information is truly not available, they didn't actually keep it, or it is stashed away somewhere and it's really not worth their effort to try to find it. That happens a lot, especially when you see some consolidation amongst funeral homes and there really is no concise record keeping. There's no you know, matching the A's with the A's and the B's with the B's. It's, it's, it's a real mess. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, where can uh, funeral directors go to get more information on online document management if they wanted to just like go a little bit further than our podcast here? Sure. Well, they could go to our website, which is www.ebridge.com. Um, there are some case studies on there, some white papers. Uh, there's actually a link to a video where they're able to see uh, a death care professional demonstrating how and why he uses the technology. Uh, I would recommend also that uh, they talk to folks that are using it. Um, I'd be more than happy to share uh, some of the folks that I have that are using our service. Uh, they're, they're the best ones because they're the ones day in and day out that are applying the technology to their business. So, mm -hmm. um, and they can, as I mentioned earlier, they can reach out to me also. Okay. Um, and you do quite a number. I know you do a lot of webinars, and so you can walk people through it in case they have this fear that, um, I don't know, this is a little bit over my head. I don't, I don't really have the time or the energy to implement a new system here. I know my system's not working as well as I could. It's not as effective or as efficient, but I just don't have the time to, you know, learn to teach old dogs new tricks. A absolutely. And, and I also want to be clear about something. I know out in the industry, there are different funeral packages as far as software goes and cemetery packages that deal with plotting and things along those lines. We're none of that. Mm -hmm. We are at our core, a document management, document storage, document retrieval company. Um, and when you go in and you look at a demo, I have a test cabinet set up that's set up specifically for the death care industry where we talk about indexing and things like that. And I'm using the terminology that's relevant to, uh, to funerals, so to speak, funeral homes. So uh, it, does take, it takes about 20 minutes, and it gives you a pretty good idea if this is something that you want to consider or not. Okay, so John, I know going back 10 years, 12 years, um, I dealt with eBridge um, in, in regard to attorneys. Attorneys are, are like, they're known to love their paper. They don't want to give up their paper. Um, they have all different techniques they can use in the courtroom and in the legal uh, arena, but they don't want to give up their paper. And now, ten, looking 10, 12 years down the line, it's almost become de facto standard that attorneys keep online document management. And you're the company that really introduced it to them. So I know that you've introduced it to a lot of funeral homes and a lot of funeral home chains so far, and that it's worked quite effectively. And I'm just no vested interest. I'm just recommending that funeral directors look at a different way to go um, to limit their liability, which is what the, top, this, the topic is, and also make their life a lot easier and a lot more organized. Who doesn't want that? Absolutely. And thank you, John, so much for spending this time with me today and chatting about this, because um, we always try to educate our funeral directors in a better way to go. 
Um, so um, do you have any more words of advice for our audience or you want to tell them how they can contact you? Yes, uh, thank you. First of all, I just want to thank everyone for their attention today. Uh, I really appreciate it. I hope this is a message that resonates uh, with the audience. Um, online document management is not a new thing. We've been doing it well over 11 years, and we have over 50,000 users that every day access their cabinet and get their documents. Uh, I recommend that anyone that's even slightly interested in the technology uh, talk to funeral directors, talk to cemeterians, Anyone in the industry that has embraced the technology, uh, I can say uh, with 100% guarantee that you'll walk away impressed with the reasoning for doing it. Still, at the end of the day, may not be something you're wanting to pull the trigger on, but they'll tell you why it makes sense. And if anyone wants to reach me to discuss this further, my telephone number is area code 813-849-6067, extension 331. Once again, that's 813-849-6067, extension 331. And I also can be reached via email at jgarrett, and that's J-G-A-R-R-E-T-T at ebridge.com. I'm on Facebook as well under Johnny Garrett. J-O-H-N-N-Y? Why, yes. Okay, terrific. Well, thanks so much, and I hope a lot of people will take your uh, cue and step up to the plate and start getting a little bit more organized and limit their liability. Thank you, John, so much for being with me today. Thank you, Nancy. I appreciate it. Ordering cremation urns for your funeral home is easy with UnitedPriority.com. Email your client an earned description from our website or receive tier pricing when ordering more than one item. Help your clients find the right earn with UnitedPriority.com.